welcome. Another episode, Dr. James Beckett, Sports Card Insights. I'm here with Andy Broom, as you can see from the show notes, the, the show, the episode title. And, uh, Andy's, uh, the primary senior vintage grader. He's the go-to guy here for, uh, if you got BGS cards and they're old, uh, it, it, Andy, I'm sure looked at it and either did the grading or approved the grading. Uh, but before we get into, uh, Andy's story, uh, thank you to the sponsors. Uh, first up, uh, Beckett Media, which includes Beckett Grading, Beckett Authentication, the Online Price Guide, the magazines, books, all the different stuff that's, all the good stuff going on here. I'm actually at Beckett Media in the offices here to, to visit with Andy today. Uh, other sponsors, ComC out in Seattle, Burbank Sports Cards, Rob Barris out in Burbank, California, Mike Fruitman with Mike Stadium Sports Cards in Aurora, Colorado, Heritage Auctions, not far away, as well as Huggins & Scott, which is in Maryland, a couple of great auction companies. And then Tops. Upper Deck and Panini, uh, three outstanding card companies. So I got some great sponsors, but um, Andy, I'm looking forward to hearing about how you got started, how you even came. I know some of the stuff, but I might learn something today, and I'm sure our listeners will be delighted to hear. So welcome, Andy Broom. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. How did you get me. started, and how how did we wind up here in the same uh, office together discussing your story? Well, uh, you know, like, like most kids I, in the 80s, I collected cards at a young age. But uh, what really set me off on more than collecting cards uh, was set me off to learn more about counterfeits and alterations. Um, it was in 1988. I was, uh, I'm going to age myself here. Yeah. I think I was uh, about 12. And uh, my grandfather was an antiques dealer, just a part-time, wasn't a full-time thing. And so uh, we would go and set up the flea markets where he would buy and sell antiques. And I'd been collecting cards for several years, and I found this shoebox of cards. And in it were these 1938 Gaudi Heads Up cards. Yeah. Were just One of my favorite sets. Great set. Love it. Love it. And so I'm seeing these for the first time ever. They're mixed in with some 70s cards, just kind of mixed in there. And I'm just grabbing every one of them. And uh, they were very cheap. I don't remember exactly how much, but just, you know, a few dollars. And uh, so I got home, and I had a copy of uh, one of the Beckett Almanacs. And uh, so I started going through to find them, and sure enough, there's these cards. And, and at the time, I think the I think the Bob Feller was like six hundred dollars is what it was listed for. You know, I was like, oh, oh my gosh, here, you know, I, man, yeah, yeah I've, I've made what a discovery. You know, yeah. this is newsworthy. Well, uh, <laughs> come to find out, those were Dover reprints, and the Dover reprint had been removed off the back. It's kind of scratched off. It was scratched off, and that's what uh, my twelve year old mind took a little while to kind of th figure out. Why do they all have this same spot on the back? They're more sheeny as well. They are. But is that wiped down a little bit, or was that just no? Looking back, I, I think they were glossy. I just had had never seen these cards before, so I had no reference. And uh, I, listeners, if you find a really glossy card from the thirties, you <laughs> might reconsider paying big bucks. That's 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 a very good red flag to watch for. Yeah. But, you know, at, at that age, I, I remember thinking, you know, yeah. I'm going to learn about this so this doesn't happen again. Well, good. And so uh, so you were a collector, and then at some point you joined, was it PGS? Yes. So you were a grader for a competing grading company. I was. Uh, started, and how did you get that? Was it James? It James, was James. Yeah, James Rogers. Rogers yeah. Yeah, yeah. He was a nice guy. Oh, yeah. So I think we were, we were, I think we were already grading at that point. And I thought. And yeah, it's right was, around the same time, 1999, yeah. And, yeah. and, and PSA was, was pretty well established. They were, yeah. Um, so how did he identify you? Or you identify him? Well, um, you know, I, I knew a lot of people in the local area where I was from, in the card scene. But James and I never had crossed paths. Okay. And um, it was at a, at a mall show, card show. And um, uh, it was a, um, oh gosh, I've gone blank. I think it was a 40 on... I think it was 49 Jackie Robinson. Yeah. I think that's what it was. But it, it was it was a pretty nice card. 
And turns out the guy who's selling this, there's only two people fighting over it, and it was James and I. Oh, really? Yeah, so we were going back and forth on this card, and then, so then we met after okay. after it, and that's okay. how we uh, got started, and, uh, cool. and that was right at the time where he was considering starting yeah. Grading Company. He was just putting the pieces together. And were you involved right from the beginning with him? or, or Just about the beginning. Yeah, um, yeah we, we well, had not started. Who was doing the grading if you weren't there? Was he? No, oh. no, no. There was an, another uh, a guy that he started with that was a modern guy. Okay. And um, so, yeah, that didn't really start actual grading until I actually came on. It was almost, it was okay. perfect timing. Were you salaried or were you getting paid by the card? Or, I mean, how, how did it no, start? No, it, it was salary. Yeah. Yeah. And did you, how did, how did y'all get critical mass of, of cards? Was, was James out there, uh, you know, getting business from dealers or collectors or? You know, it, it was, it was twofold. It was word of mouth. Yeah. Um, we were a small company. So, uh, one of the big things we always heard is I can pick up the phone and call and, and, and a human answers. And y'all were sort of regional, it seemed like to me. You were more in the Southeast or something. I mean, I know you probably did stuff from everywhere, but the shows, it seemed like we're more. Yeah, we did like the the national, and we did like the sports fest yeah. when it was in Chicago. But uh, yeah, it was it was a lot of uh, the southeast stuff. But you know, we'd advertise, and and so we would have uh, national stuff coming in, uh, but but real regional, yeah, for yeah. shows. And and uh, we wound up buying the company. And I, I've joked with you. I think we bought the company in order to get you. Uh, and nothing against James because I think he's a really he's a really nice guy from what I could tell. I yes. like James, but but he was a business guy. You were a card guy. You were you were right. the grader. You were the, the grading guy, and uh, we were. Again, I, I know you can grade modern cards, but you know your passion is is older cards. That's right. And one of the things that uh, we we uh, well we, we we I don't know that we 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 kind of segregated the business a little bit in the beginning with the BBG brand. Yeah, that was and that, that was before it was on. confusing to uh, to some people. Uh, I think it was in the beginning. I, I think that um, people didn't quite understand. The difference and why there needed to be a difference, yeah. and, and that was uh, well. There, we perceived that there needed to be a, dis- a difference, which was probably accurate in the purest sense. Yeah. But the marketplace uh, kind of spoke. Yeah. They didn't want to even have any thought that there might, in any way, be a, a two standards. Right. And so, anyway, but you seem to uh, do uh, really well with that. And uh, it's got to be a lot of fun handling really cool cards. It is. It, it's so much fun. Some some of the the Greatest highlights, I guess, if I was if I had to highlight real, um, of course, grading uh, the Wagner back in 08. Yeah. Um, uh, but so many great cards, the uh, uh, Ty Cobb back Ty Cobb, yeah, uh, wow. the, the Doyle error. But what re- what I really have loved is the opportunity to have gotten to work with some original collections, pre-war collections. Um, two here in Texas that were put together by the individual and then his, his well, or her family. You working with them? You mean getting them graded or getting them... Uh... Well, at the time, we were doing auctions also. Oh, so right. they sure. were looking for what to do with these. you gotcha. know. And so they came to us and we kind of one-stop shop. I was able right. to look at them, here's assess them. Here's something to grade and, and here's how you... Yeah, okay. Yeah. Be lo- I love buying collections. Oh, I mean, yeah. I, I couldn't do it for so many years, but it's a lot of fun to see something. And, and then I like to organize it and all that. So you're probably the same, same uh, yeah. DNA. And, it, and, it, and it's awesome with pre-war because... So many you see these patterns. You know, one of the one of the um, the the collections came from the Temple Austin area here in Texas, yeah. and so there were some T two tens and T two oh sixes with the old mills and Hindus. But it was great to be able to see these backs. You know yeah. that they're primarily all second series. They're backs that are southern backs, and it all just well, all they fell into place. Collected in Central Texas, they were yeah, yeah the so original. They came from the original leaguers, Texas leaguers, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, right. yeah, cool. Yeah, very fascinating stuff. Yeah, are you a collector now? I am. Um, Pre-war has always been my focus, uh, but here in the last year or so, I've kind of stepped away a little bit from pre-war sports. Um, I still collect, you know, T206s, of course. Yeah, of course, yeah. Um, the E90-1 American Caramels is still my favorites of all time. But uh, I've, I've really focused more on now 
uh, my Victor Starfin Japanese collection. All right. And which I love. It's 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 uh, what's it's the connection there? Just the story. I fell in love with the story so many years ago. This mm-hmm. um, this this guy that just you know is a, a white Russian in Japanese baseball during the yeah. before the war, and uh, it just it's just one of the stories I was fascinated with. So I started collecting his cards. Probably, oh gosh, almost twenty you years ago. Anything now. that's easy to find, Andy? No, I don't. <laughs> well, you know, somebody somebody uh, told me this theory. They said, you know, um, and this isn't bragging, but it's it's true. I've been doing this for twenty one years. Yeah. I've pretty much seen and handled most every known card, and and some cards that we were fortunate enough to be the first to categorize right. uh, and put in the book. But uh, it, you kind of get a little jaded. You still yeah. love it. I love it, but you, you start in the collecting sense. You're like, it, it's almost like the, I gotta have a stronger drug. You know, <laughs> I gotta chase something well, different. <laughs> It's, you know, when, when, uh, when I was trying to get stuff in the pre-grading days, you know, really I was in a lot of the nationals I went to, I'm trying to get type cards, so uh-huh. a similar kind of a thing. But the, well, the push pull was I'm having to get type cards for everything new and everything old. Right. Everything. And so if it was old and people would say, well, don't you just have a want list? Well, you can't have a want list for what you don't know exists. That's right. <laughs> you just have to know, Hey, I've never seen that before. And, uh, you know, Rich Klein commiserates on that. I mean, I just realized if, if I haven't seen it, and Rich hasn't seen it, and Andy hasn't seen it, I bet it's a pretty rare card. And what people don't realize is there are many cards out that are rarer than the Wagner. Oh, absolutely. They just don't have the notoriety, and they're not the the, the key card in a in just such an iconic uh, set. Uh, what do you think about the David Hall collection? Did you uh, uh, of Sixes that was it's I guess you know partly auctioned off, maybe mostly auctioned off. Yeah, heritage. Mostly, I, you know, it's fascinating um, that. Uh, it's time, you know, to let that collection go, but it's yeah. such an important uh, collection in the hobby. It really is. I mean, it's uh, be hard to assemble that with yeah. a lot, lot, lot of money because it not only was uh, a lot of obscurities and rarities, but a lot of condition uh, rarities as well. Exactly. I, I kind of equate it to if you're a coin collector, the Elisberg collection, yeah. who had one of everything of U.S. coins, and it's kind of how this was. And, and neither one of those could ever be put together again, yeah. uh, at least not uh, uh, without some major funds. Right. right. Uh, do you have any questions of me? I mean, you've been you've been made you've never been involved in the price guide side of of of, of this company. Of, of N- not on actual pricing. I know you weren't when 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 I was around. Yeah, I, I just. Uh, but do you help the guys if you if something comes up? Or, I do, yeah. and also you know I make changes in in our in our database okay. additions and changes. Um, you know, there's the uh, uh, this the German cigarette card is it the Marathi brand, but uh, it's a uh, an Olympic swimmer yeah. and a guy who's in knickers and a and a little cabbie hat, and forever has always been been called that's Babe Ruth. Well, it's not oh. Babe Ruth. And so we actually had it at okay. one point cat- uh, uh, cataloged that way. So okay. I said, well, let's change that. So um, contrary to some people, I, I get, you know, when I get feedback, oh, you know, you don't ever want to listen to the collector or whatever, but I, I want to make changes. You know, people uh, show me you. things. Well, I, I want would, it to be correct. Uh, I mean, it <laughs> seems obvious that right. people want to think what they want to think. But uh, any questions you have of me? Because we, we had some overlap, but 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 not as much, I guess, because I've been, I've been gone for a long time now. But but uh, I know you're doing a great job here. But what, what, any, any legacy questions or current questions? Well, uh, you know, one question I had had uh, for you, Jim. I guess is, is, it does pertain to grading. Um, what, what, what sparked the, the the idea of we need to get into grading at that time? I guess which would have well, been we, late nineties. Uh, I am. I uh, when I look back of the different things that I'm proud of, I'm proudest of creative things. I'm I'm not a copycat at all. And so at some point, it looked like PSA was starting to take off and really get real traction. For a while, they really weren't. It was mm-hmm. just they had done coins, and, well, we're going to do cards, and we'll see what happens. Right. But there wasn't a lot of Internet, so, you know, there wasn't any reason why, you know, most most transactions were trusted between a trusted seller and a trusted buyer. They were at a show, at a shop, it's like that. So, right. But as the Internet came on, and so 
uh, as PSA got traction, I had concerns. Number one, I just was conservative on the conflict of interest. Uh, but secondly, I didn't want in any way to be a me too. If they're doing grading, well, we'll do it too. We'll just do what they do. So uh, Mark and, and Harwell and others, you know, we kind of huddled up and, and uh, Mark did a lot of research on, we're not just going to have a slab, we're going to have the best slab. Uh, we're not just going to have, we're going to have the best database. We're going to have, uh, we're going to, we're going to be uh, putting fresh eyes on, on, on the common problem that here's a card. What is it authentic? And what's the, what's the numerical grade? And we're going to be, uh, we want to be a little more scientific with our uh, four factors that we looked at. And we wanted to be, I guess, more open about it. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of the original grading was black box. You know, right. you put it in, you know, but by showing people how we graded, uh, or at least the elements that were involved, it, it made it that it, that it, so I thought there were enough in the inner sleeve. There were just so many things. And yeah. then the gold and silver and bronze and black label, all that stuff. But there were enough innovations there and, uh, as well as uh, a different way of marketing and pricing because we were different in, a, different in a lot of ways. Sure. And once I saw that and I realized we'd always been doing grading, it's just that we hadn't, we weren't doing other people's grading. We were when we were doing price guides. You had to do, you had to have some sense of the grade. Uh, or, or the pricing make no sense. The same card could be the same price, but it's if it's not in the same condition, it's very explainable. Right. So yeah, we it's uh, so I'm really glad we we did. I, I don't know that I was the holdout, but I just again we 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 were you know, those were busy days. So it's not like we were looking for something to do, right. but we were really trying to provide a service to collectors. We're always trying to help people enjoy the hobby more, and I, I'm so glad we jumped into that. And some of the graders uh, that we've uh, that, that we added in those early days are still there, and yeah. you came along reasonably quickly. Yeah, actually, uh, next month will be 15 yeah. years for me. So, so we got a great team, and again, a lot of longevity, a lot of loyalty, and that's gratifying to me. So I, I think I'm really glad you. Uh, uh, came over. It's it's not a remote grading uh, job. It's not like you could say, "Well, I, I, I'd love to come work for you, but I'm I'm uh, staying home. I'll just right. <laughs> just ship me the cards and I'll ship them back." So people have to relocate here, and I think that uh, Dallas has been a great city. I hope you've really enjoyed it, and yes. uh, it's it's been great for me and hopefully for other families of employees. So Andy, I'm so glad you took a chance and uh, came onto our team at the time and. Uh, and, uh, and I hope you continue to do great work here. Well, so, thank, thank you for taking Thanks for being my guest. And thank you, listeners. We'll be back tomorrow with another episode.